Welcome to the sixth episode of The Valley Boys. Somehow we made it this far. I am your host, Dave Weasel. Let's get this shit over with. Join with me is my sidekick, Brandon Collins. He's been promoted from assistant because he was gone all week and didn't have time to piss me off. Oh, I'll take it. Default. Right on. So you might notice we sound a little bit different, sound a little better. I'm uh, 5% better from having pneumonia. Thanks for asking, Brandon, you dick. But we're also in a new studio. We dubbed this the uh, the shit shack. It's this mansion in Beverly Hills. We signed with uh, with a pretty impressive network, High Studios. Thanks, boys, for having us in here. So, Brandon, tell us a little bit about what you did this week. You had an eventful weekend. Where did you go? Well, I ended up in Vegas, and within an hour of getting there, I was drunk. Uh, there may have been some vomit somewhere, and. There was a naked cowboy with Dick taking pictures of his, well, his dick. Dick Rivers from the couple episodes ago. You just couldn't get enough of him. No, no, no. I, I, so I he came dick. down to Vegas, and you just you went there to go and party with Dick. Yeah. Oh God. And what? didn't he convince you to pick him up from the airport? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. See, I told you he's a slime ball. He's just using you. <laughs> oh, meet me in Vegas. By the way, why don't you pick me up? Wait, By see, the way, let me stay in your hotel room. By the way, could I have one of your buffet coupons? <laughs> anyway, so that's all you guys did was just drink and uh, didn't. He sent me a text message saying, "I had one Valley Boy from back in the day take a shit on my stage." Again, never happened. I never did that. And another one puke all over my hotel room. Is that true? Yeah. Well, I had to defend your honor. So you're you're admitting to that? Well, yeah. Well, I got blackout drunk. And then he said, you, "You apparently took a shower." In his hotel room and left a big, gross clump of hair. It's fucking gross. Is that the only way you're able to procreate? You're hoping to just leave your DNA everywhere and somehow your beard hairs turn into a little Brandon? Why am I not hearing a thank you from there? Yeah, I guess. I guess I kind of owe you a a little diligence on that. Thanks for ruining Dick's trip. That is pretty awesome. Yeah, you're welcome. And you saw your dad in a bowling alley. So if you recall from last time we talked about the drunkest thing we ever did, Brandon getting drunk in a bowling alley, fighting his dad, getting arrested. Is it only senior citizens you fight when you're drunk in a bowling alley? In fairness to me, he wasn't a senior citizen when I whooped his ass the first time. How long ago was that? Oh, God, like 15 years ago. Yeah, he was old. Well, he's old, but he wasn't, like, quite senior. Maybe Danny's menu senior, but, like, you know, he he still had some uh, pep in his step back then. Mm. I don't know, Brandon. Anyone over 50, you you don't fight them unless they start the fight. But whatever. You're white trash. You're not over 50, Dave. Yeah, but I'm completely defenseless. Look at these arms. They're like two hot dogs shoved onto a marshmallow body. That, that it is. Beating up me is like beating up a, uh, an eight-year-old girl. Well, an eight-year-old girl would take a little bit more of a challenge. Right. Anyways, so you were in the bowling. Did you fight your dad this time? There's photographic evidence of you two. What did you call it? Putting up your dukes? Yeah, yeah, putting the old dukes up. Fisticuffs. Yeah, we, we went fisticuffs. We were throwing bones. Good God. Laying down. No, I didn't beat the shit out of him this time. I was a perfect gentleman. Awesome. Good for you, Brandon. Progress. Progress yeah, we, and growth. Yeah, we got drunk, but there was no fighting. <laughs> I got a little drunk this weekend because uh, you know what I did? I hung out with my two-year-old daughter. All right. While yeah. you were in Vegas, I stayed here. And you Spent get, time with her. And you got drunk with your two-year-old daughter. Not with her. Oh. But uh, so her mom... And I try to figure out what to do for her birthday. It's coming up in a couple weeks. She's turning two. 
and she was looking online, found there's a frozen play in Hollywood. Tickets, the good seats are like $350 or whatever it was. So we go there. She gets one ticket thinking Danny will just sit on her lap and that'll be that. Dude, we get there and they say, everybody has to have a ticket. So I had to buy a nosebleed ticket. Oh, God. They took the two tickets and was like, okay, we're going in. They went and sat at the front. I went next door to the frolic room and got drunk with the st- holding the stroller. It, it was it, awesome. God, is there any time that we don't get drunk anymore? Um, uh, anymore? No. Okay. No, because here we are. It's 1.30 in the afternoon drinking Canadian Crest. That's the $5 whiskey at Vons. Um, they don't even check ID for that. Oh, well, no, it's it's like one step above It's like above if you want to do that, you you go for it, yeah. Uh, but, but this douche over here, he's drinking out of it a martini glass. Dude, we're in Beverly Hills. Well, shit. What do you think I'm going to do? Just drink it out of the bottle like we normally do or out of the carpet? No. We're not in Reseda anymore. Um, so, yeah, I was drinking in there with the stroller. People are asking questions. It was like, oh, my daughter's next door at the play. Oh, she, it's stroller, though. I'm like, yeah, she's two. And this one old man, he was in there for the intermission, and he's like, uh, oh, well, I have a four-year-old granddaughter. I didn't want to take her because I thought she was too young. I'm just not going to tell her I went. I was like, okay, you just went there. All right, that's weird. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what I did. That's a lot better than going to Vegas and puking all over a hotel room, if you ask me. Ah, well, you know. So you didn't have any, uh, you didn't have any hookers in Vegas? That's not your bag anymore, or what? Isn't it legal there? Illegal somewhere around there where it's not enforced. What's the deal? Yeah, it's legal outside of town, but the cops, they really don't give a shit. You know, as long as you're not, you know, fucking out on the strip, they don't give a shit what you're doing. So it's not actually legal there. Just no, to no. clarify, you're the expert on this, by the way. Oh, yeah. No, I. I yeah. There's one branch of the law you know about. <laughs> yeah, you're you're legal expert for getting in trouble in Vegas. Now, same with drinking, like drinking on the strip. Everybody does it. It's not actually legal, but the, the cops don't give a shit as long as you're not, you know, puking and really? fighting your dad. Yeah. So it's just like Winnipeg. Yeah, it's just yeah, free for all. Just don't fuck up anyone else's day, and they don't care. Hmm. You're supposed to actually drink it, Dave. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I went to uh, I went to Henderson, Nevada once. Okay. Uh, hung out with a bunch of Mormons. Sounds about right. Probably the opposite of your Vegas trip. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely less alcohol and puke and hookers. There was. <laughs> mine had no hookers, but so it's legal there. Or it's it's not enforced there, but it is legal in other parts of the state. Yeah, yeah. There's ranches and all that all over the state up near Reno. There's big there's one. hooker ranches. Yeah, yeah. Just, just free range, free range baboons as you yeah, call them. Yeah, yeah. Free range hookers in this case. So, Good God. Yeah. So you just go up there and you walk in the place, and this is so I've heard, and Madam will meet you there, and there's basically an array. It's like a buffet. So you walk in there, there's going to be a redhead, there's going to be Latinas, there's going to be Asian girls. And you just take your pick the litter, you go back to the room, do pick your thing. Pick the litter? Yeah. So it's, it's more like a police lineup. Yeah, pretty much. Good God. And this is legal there. Yeah. God bless Nevada, huh? I wonder what the, I don't know, the, the, the crime rates and the, uh, uh, the danger ratio is in a place where it's legal and regulated versus a place like L.A. Um, so let's take a hooker, uh, Reseda hookers. What is, how dangerous is it for them versus 
how dangerous is it at the at the ranch? Well, like if you're going with a hooker online, it isn't from one of those ranches. You're, you're just going to meet a chick off one of those back page type pages, you know. So back page closed, and then like a dozen more popped up. Was that so, the worst day of your life? Uh, well, just about. Yeah, not including the day I met you, but yeah, it's it's close. So what did you? So back page was where um, prostitutes, sex workers. Yes would advertise their services and people would render them from there. And so that closed. What happened after that? So like all these other, you know, little bullshit pages popped up and same thing. They're posting their ads, but there's a lot of spam in there. You know, law enforcement were you know, targeting ads on there as well. But then the ones that were... <laughs> Wait a minute. Law enforcement would put up ads to try and... Yeah, yeah, to bust Johns. Yeah. <laughs> would, they, would they have pictures and everything? Yeah, yeah. So they would. Are these would like stock legit. images? Stock images of like women in offices, and they're like, "Hey, here, like, we'll call now for a good time." Definitely well, not a cop. Well, I don't know. I've been lucky enough to not uh, get busted yet. Knock on wood. So, so you actually utilize this? Uh, every once in a while, yeah. Well, I don't want to date. That that costs way more money. Plus, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so it's a financial decision for you. Well, Christ, yeah. So you figure you go on a date now, right? And especially out here in L.A. Hang on. You're serious about this? Wait. wait, Yes. All right. Uh, okay. Continue. You, you seem shocked that, like, this is the most degrading thing that I've ever done. I'm not judging you well, any more than I usually do. I'm just – I thought this was, like, a, you know, a, a little treat for Brandon. I didn't realize you were actually an expert. Oh, well, you know, I've done it enough, but I don't do it every day. I'm, I'm not, you know, rich by any means. But, but <laughs> So if daddy, you had unlimited <laughs> money – uh, this is how you would spend it? Uh, yeah. Throw some drugs in there. Yeah. Jeez. All right. So, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, j- just clarifying this. So now there's what kind of sites? Uh, same thing. Like it's, they, They'll post their ad on there. But the problem is, is that it gets mixed in with all the sex traffickers and everything else that's going on out there now. So you, you don't know what you're going to get. You know, you, so you have to talk to the girls and all that. And kind of figure out, like, eh, is this legitimate? Is this, you know, am I going to get busted by the cops? Like, is there some pimp that you have to deal with? Yeah, so but it, you say you have to talk to them. Is it like uh, dealing with a porn bot on Twitter where they slide into your DMs and they're like, hey, what's up? And then you say anything, like uh, <laughs> uh, Purple Monkey Dishwasher from The Simpsons. And then they reply, yes, I agree. Let's have sex. Is it is it like that? Or do you say, what's your favorite movie? Oh, Twilight, me too. No, I mean, like, I'm pleasant enough, like, hey, how's it going? But then beyond that, then just get down to business. It's like, all right, what do you offer? How much? Uh, what do you mean, what do you offer? Well, depending on the girl, they'll do anything from just kind of your basic, uh, you know, full-service little fucky-sucky all the way wow. up to, you know, spinning around on a chandelier giving you a golden shower, you know, if the price is right. Much like uh, the president. Anyways, so you... Uh, it's it's like a menu of services and you, and you pick based on that. Yeah, yeah. It just ask, oh. you ask what's available and they'll either say yeah I'll do it. You know it's going to be this much extra. Here's like my base fee. You know for half an hour hour for the next you know for the rest of the night. And you know here's here's what you can get. And oh yeah. Is there is there a correlation between uh, how do I put this in the most PC way possible? The let's say. A Beverly Hills listing versus yeah. a Reseda listing. Now, would the Reseda listing have 
more options or fewer? It, it depends, man. There's like really no, you, you just have to ask. Like you, you never know what's, I, I've been surprised by a few of them, what they actually, uh, you know, what you do. What's the weirdest thing you've ever asked for? Uh, nothing outside, you know, you're just typical. Cause once you start getting outside of the, you know, like just regular full service. It costs money. And that's, God. that seems to be the biggest concern of yours. Have you been tested or anything? Oh, of course. Yeah. No, I'm clean as a whistle. Uh, sounds like a pretty dirty whistle, but okay. <laughs> it's it's been polished. Oh. <laughs> what? All right, more Brandon jokes. See, the ironic thing is that's considered a dad joke, and you very well might have fathered multiple children that are out there. Oh God, yeah. You know, uh, it, the the best thing for those children are not to ever meet me. That's the best contribution I can make to their lives. So, in reality, by being an absentee father, I'm really the best father possible in this situation. Because it's you specifically. Yes. I'm a train wreck of a human being. But see, last week, you said that if I died of pneumonia, you offered to look after my daughter. And that's that's why I said, fuck, 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 no, no, and started crying and all that. Uh, it, so I, I agree with you is what I'm saying. Well, you know, I was just trying to be a good friend. I figured the answer would be no, but like I would at least ask. Yeah. Well, what do we agree on? You can watch my PlayStation? Yep. Yeah. It, uh, and it's going right down to the pawn shop for hooker money. <laughs> Yeah, you mentioned that. Um, all right, well, moving on. Moving, I don't want to hear any more about hookers. What else we got to talk about? Let's see. Uh, you know what I watched? The Aaron Hernandez documentary. Did you see that? Oh, I did. I, I sat down and watched it from start to finish. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was great. I all, It's weird how they do that in these documentaries where they make you feel sorry for these pieces of shit, and then you see what they did, and you're like, oh, fuck this guy. I, I wouldn't entirely put it on him, though. Just from watching the whole thing. Like, what do you mean? What are you going to blame it on? His no, little I'm, gangster friends? No, like the whole issue with CTE, and I wish they would have spent more time on that. But did, Dude, did, they did. They they said, like, this brain is is so rotten from CTE that we've never seen it this bad from someone this young. Yeah, it, yeah, like literally dementia. Your, your, your brain just, like, you lose cognition. You lose uh, ability to make reason, you know, rational decisions. Like, I don't know, not pulling up and uh, shooting a guy who spilled a drink on you, stuff like that. And the doctor was saying, that, like, this went all the way back to probably when he was 16 or 17, when he was in high school. That's when it probably started, and it's been getting that bad ever since. Now, I'm not saying he wasn't an asshole piece of shit before that, but if you watched the beginning and heard everyone talk about him, and then at the end when he was doing all the crazy shit, smoking PCP and everything, like night and day, two different people. So I'm not going to put entirely on the CTE, but, you know, we, we love science and uh, allegedly in uh, society nowadays. So you have a doctor saying, like, look, this is the same type of brain that you would find somebody in a dementia patient, someone who was 72, not 27. Right. Uh, and and I, I see what you're getting at. Drugs definitely don't help anything. So when somebody goes and does no. something absolutely crazy or tragic or horrible and then it turns out oh it's the drugs no one feels sorry for them you don't you know it's like well you shouldn't have been doing drugs but in these cases it's like what you shouldn't have been playing football well right and see nobody really knew about it too much the whole mike webster thing when that first was going on it, it wasn't a topic of national discussion the first time it probably got a lot of national uh attention was chris benoit back in 2008 yeah that was fucked up yeah he, he's canadian yeah well was Don't hold that against him but, but yeah they, they, they were saying um who is that his buddy there uh 
John Cena was like, the weird thing about that guy is you could actually hit, <coughs> pardon me, hit him in the head with a chair, wouldn't affect him. Yeah. And that's, well, that's a problem. Everybody used to take those unprotected chair shots to the head. And, and you hear guys that did it back in the day, like 20 years ago. And now they're like, yeah, I have migraines on occasion. There's days where I've, I've had to add neck surgery. It's fucking brain damage. All these sports, all these sports do that. And the athletes, the wrestlers who are not athletes, but the, um, Fuck off. the, the ballerinas, these people are all, uh, monkeys, trained monkeys that are expected to perform because somebody else makes money off of it and they're perfectly willing to do it, it yeah, but not- at the expense of their health. And that's what I liked about the Aaron Hernandez documentary. They had that linebacker, I forget his name, but he played one year. He played for the 49ers. He played one year and then he quit because he learned that, oh, three out of 10 football players end up with brain damage. I don't want to be one of those guys. I'd rather take my health. And he had to give back most of his signing bonus and all that shit just yep. to, to, to get away with it, uh, to get away from it. And that's kind of a sketchy thing about the NFL is they know the damage. It seems like they've known about it for a long time. Cause if you, if you ask people that work in, in like, like doctors or nurses, all that, they learned about CTE and they learned that, Oh, football players have this like 20 years ago. They no, knew all that shit. Yeah. That's, and it's that's only coming to light now. Well, well, right. Like I said, it, back in 2008 was probably the first prominent, uh, you know, example that people were aware of nationally. But yeah, the the science had just started. So as far as like trying to decipher, uh, you know, what it actually does to a person and how bad it affects their health and what causes it, like we're in the early stages of that. It's only been 20 years. I mean, most medicine that we have now has been around hundreds, if not thousands of years. So like who knows what this is actually going to look like in another 10, 20 years. Right. But there's also going to be a lot more accountability. I think because going back to the NFL, they're kind of trying to hide this and they're saying, Oh, we protect our players. We have the best equipment. We have medical staff right there ready to go. I don't know. It's like, well, are, they, are you actually protecting them? Because you know, the long-term effects of it, three out of 10 football players suffer brain damage. And Aaron Hernandez is hardly the first football player to suddenly lose his mind and do something crazy. There's quite a few of them. There was that one guy they were talking about, um, Forget his name. If 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 you know it, let me know. But he shot himself. He killed himself. And when he when he did, he shot himself in the chest. Yeah, Junior Sale. Junior Sale. So they could experiment on his brain and yeah, figure he, out what's wrong with this. And they oh CTE. Yeah, yeah, he knew. Well, here's the thing with the NFL. They tried to cover all this stuff up initially, and and tried to let you know threaten lawsuits. Like if anything comes out about this, you know we're gonna fucking sue you into oblivion. And then, like I said, once it started coming out more and more. Then they had to adapt to the culture. It's like people aren't willing to tolerate this. So if they would have continued on with, I mean, some of the hits I remember watching even like 15 years ago, dudes were getting rocked and they they were limp before they hit the ground. And that was just considered, ah, it's part of the game, man. You know, uh, it was a nice solid hit. You know, it wasn't illegal. You know, it's just part of the game. It's how, how shit goes. And then they had to change the rules for that. But here's the thing. Ultimately, you can change the helmets and put more padding in them. You can change the rules to where you can tackle guys and how hard and where you can hit them and all that. But a car crash is still a car crash. You you can only make a car crash so safe. But there's still going to be some damage eventually. Well, because they're showing how it actually happens. They they had like uh, 
an animation type thing where you see someone's brain when they're hit that hard, um, it, it rocks to either side of the skull, and that's what causes the damage. And yeah, it's called coup contra coup. There you go. Thank yeah, you that's a, for that, being smarter than me. That, that, well, it was my EMT days. Like I said, you'll you'll we'll, we'll teach you something on the show. But yeah, so when it flies forward, it's smashing into your skull, and then the you know the brain being spongy like it is will kind of rebound and then like fly backwards and you know hit the back of the skull so now you're fucking up two different parts of the brain that are responsible for two different you know aspects of you know a person's speech their thought patterns decision making abilities things like that impulses yeah like uh yeah getting drunk in hookers in vegas right maybe that's what happened to you uh, i fell on my head as a kid so could explain something right um so th- the main point here is how how could they possibly prevent that? Realistically, they they're gonna say, okay, football players can only play in the NFL for one year, which is funny because at that point they've already been playing all throughout college. It's not like hockey where you can get you can get right out of uh, junior hockey when you're 18 and play in the NHL. Um, football, you're what 22 at the absolute minimum when you start playing at uh, 21 22 yeah right at that point you've already been playing all throughout high school all throughout college you've got eight years underneath you mm-hmm. of getting rocked and well, that's assuming you didn't play like peewee football too yeah right. some of these kids start out like you know five six years old right yeah i'm talking about uh, on a competitive aspect but yeah sure i i agree like it's who by the by the time you enter the nfl you're in the twilight of your career as I, a football player it, right yeah the average career lasts about like four years so yeah, you better get your payday and uh, get the fuck out yeah, while you're still healthy. Like, that that's going to be kind of the message now. Right. It's like if you can put in a solid, you know, four or five years, get out with like 10, 15 million in your bank account, retire and live the rest of your life, do it. And I think that is that is what they're they're looking at doing. But as far as regulating that, they really can't. Unless you say you can only play football for a year. They can, they can have the best equipment. They can have better helmets, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's not going to stop that impact, which is causing these brain injuries. A- unless you, what, like everybody has to walk. Every, everybody's playing in uh, wrapped up in, in uh, bubble tape and uh, nobody's allowed to hit. It's touch football. You'd have to go back to that. Right, and exactly, and that's why they love uh, these big, juiced-up roid monkeys because people love car crashes. If if nobody crashed in NASCAR, the, nobody the, the, would watch yeah, it. the ratership would yeah, the the ratings would plummet. But same thing in football. If you put, you know, my fat ass in there who can't run about ten yards without getting winded, and I I like just kind of bump into somebody, knock them over. No one's gonna give a shit about that. But you put some dude who's two hundred and fifty pounds, jacked to the fucking gills, and he about takes somebody's heads off. People love it. That's ratings all day long. It's the same thing with hockey. Everybody loves a good fight in hockey. Which, by the way, just so you know, hockey players, 30% smaller than football players. And they hit 30% harder. Because you're, you're going that much faster. And hockey is the only sport where you're allowed to, they just stop the game for a second and let two players physically fight each other. Fist to face. It's like Brandon drunk in a bowling alley. And that's a... <laughs> They just they, they allow that. That's more violent than football. But oh, anyways, dude, yeah, Paul Bessonette, my 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 favorite grinder man. Like like he he knocks some dudes out in his day. Did he ever play for Phoenix? Uh, yeah, he he actually okay. got drafted by Pittsburgh, played like half a season, and most of his games he was just put in so he could purposely beat the shit out of somebody and take him out of the game. Yep, enforcer. And then, I yeah. saw a mic'd up video of him. Yeah. Uh, 
those mic'd up videos are awesome when they actually start talking shit. Not when they're being cute for the camera. When they're actually talking shit, it's awesome. So they had they had him on there, and he was about to fight somebody. Um, they were doing a face-off, and he says to the other player, hey, you want to go? And the other guy's like, yeah. He's like, all right, good luck, man. And he's like, you too. They drop the puck, they just start fighting. <laughs> uh, but going back to football, the craziest part of this, no matter what rules they have, no matter what the consequences are, 100% of these players, except for the guy we talked about for the 49ers quit after one year, yeah. they're all cool with it. Yeah, well, you, They know the consequences. Yeah, They understand it, and they're like, but this is my life. This is what I want to do. This is what I've worked. This is all I've ever known is working my way, being the best at what I'm doing all, at all levels. From the time I was in peewee, high school, college, I've been drafted. I made the team. I don't care what happens to me in the long run. Because they asked, they did a survey of... Uh, Olympic athletes, if you were to die five years after you win a gold medal, would you still want that gold medal? And virtually all of them said yes. Yeah, because A, you'll be dead and you won't give a shit anyways. But Well, that's a nihilistic way of looking at it. That's a brand new way of seeing it. Yeah. Um, but also, too, where else are you going to have a job where you can haul in $10 million after four years and retire? Like, th There's no $10 million contracts for the best office worker who can collate better than anybody else. I don't you know, know about that. Are the lowest paid players on the team making 10 million? No, the lowest, lowest paid guys, I think average now is about three, 350 starting out. Three, fair minimum. What, 350,000 300, Yeah. So like if you're the backup quarterback and you come in for like two snaps all season, $350,000 minimum somewhere around there. And that's not bad, but after let's say four years, the average you said, yeah, you mo most people, could retire on that but let's face it football players aren't most people four well, years after you, after you're done you're what 26 and you got let's say let's round up let's go uh one and a half million dollars okay you got to do something with it yeah well and th yeah that's if you're a backup player i mean i'm i i was talking about the guys that are you know pulling like 10 million dollars for you know four years or whatever um, it's still not most of them but yeah i i do get what you're saying i'm not trying to argue with you but yeah uh, what I what I'm saying is you still got your whole life after that, and what the fuck are you gonna do? Yeah, some of them get into broadcasting. They some of them go back to school. Like even if you re retire and you you end up with half that money after taxes, agent fees, and all that, and you only have like five six hundred thousand dollars, invest in a business, go back to school. Uh, you know, get into broadcasting. That's what a lot of those guys do. Okay, a lot of them do that, but think about how many football players there are versus how many broadcasting jobs there are. But and, and I just said broadcasting like as, as an example, in, right, but yeah. like yeah, business. Some some go into coaching. Yeah, they go to you know. I just uh, want to shit on everything you say. I, well, yeah, I've noticed that for the last three years. But yeah, you know, and some of them will take like assistant coaching jobs at Jerkwater State. Right. Yeah. And, okay. You know, whatever. There's a, there's a million possibilities, but they're they generally make enough money to where they have time to transition to something else. Like they'll have time after they retire to get into whatever. Right. Ultimately, kids, if you're getting into football, really any sport, save your goddamn money. That's right. All right. So speaking of athletes, Brandon here, the future pro wrestler. That's right. We're trying to figure out a name for him. Last week, I suggested uh, when he's all decked out in his Americana gear, Mr. USA Trump supporter slash voter uh, slash Nazi saluter slash goose stepper. Um the Balding Eagle. 
didn't have to say so many nice things about me, Dave, but yeah, I appreciate it. We, we that. had some other suggestions from the internet. We're going to read some of these out. All right, we're going to take a little break. All right, we're back from our break. I smoked a couple cigarettes out in the Beverly Hills. Literally yes. the hills. Yeah. Drank some more booze out of a martini glass. By the way, no more martini glasses because I keep spilling it. Yeah, yeah, I noticed. This is $5 a bottle for this liquor. Uh, it's high-quality Canadian stuff right there. It doesn't belong in front of your pants. Yeah. Well, some of that's pee, too, though. So. Jesus Christ. Moving on to a serious topic. So the gun rights rally. Yep, in Virginia. Okay, so you do know about it. Yes. All right, what exactly was that? So it's basically just a group of Second Amendment advocates from every range of, like, I just want to defend my home all the way up to dudes showing up in camo and, you know, their jacked-up pickups with their cousins and their, you know, the... Tiny dicks. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, there, there, there's an eclectic mix of people. Then, of course, Antifa and everyone showed up, so it was like the... Uh, bro- Antifa showed up? You mean anyone that's anti-fascist? Uh, yeah, the guys that weigh 110 pounds and uh, wear a ski mask and the nerve they don't they don't like fascism those fucking assholes. Yeah, and they're yeah the yeah the guys uh stealing uh, flags from people and setting it on fire and throwing shit at people and then running away. Yeah, it's okay if we're talking about bad things they did. It's not an official group. <laughs> it's just a blanket label for anyone that's anti-fascist. Right. If you're going to label yourself anti-fascist, you better not be fascist yourself when you're preaching that message. Yeah, those are just the bad apples. There are no bad apples on your side, by the way. You guys are just all shitty. You guys are all shit apples. Well, at least you know what you're getting with us. But, uh, yeah, so... Second Amendment advocates. You know what? I'm a Second Amendment advocate. I fully agree that guns should be limited to a, quote, well-regulated militia. Let's let's just keep guns in that. Yeah, and there was a well-regulated militia that that's showed up. A, and you know what happened? Militia. There was no fucking violence, Dave. Oh. Everyone, yeah, every all the Antifa people, everyone on the left, goddamn white supremacist, fucking Hitler, the Klan, they're going to show up and they're going to burn their crosses and they're going to you know, burn down uh, you know, the, the, the governor's mansion. You know what happened, Dave? Absolutely fucking dick happened. You know why? No dicks because, were shut off taking selfies with their guns? I, well, I, I can't confirm that. After the rally, I'm sure someone lost something. But in the meantime, during the actual rally, nothing happened. You know why? Because the people that were trying to make it out to be like, oh, they're going to fucking uh, come in and take over Charlottesville by force. That was the people on the left saying that. No, you no, know no. That's, that's the extreme left, the regressive left saying that shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, Governor uh, Ralph Blackface uh, Northam, that, that guy. What did he say? They're going to take over Charlotte with guns by force? No, he, he, he was trying to push the whole fear mongering that like they were going to show up and there was going to be violence and there was going to be you know, dead people in, in the streets of Charlottesville. Yeah, it was going to look like Jonestown after the whole thing was over, and absolutely nothing happened. Well, I don't disagree that the vast majority of gun owners are responsible gun owners. I just think that the line in the sand has to be drawn somewhere. Let's say um, felonies. A lot of states enforce that. Some of them don't. If you have a if you have a felony on your record or any history of assault, robbery, domestic violence, you shouldn't get to own a gun. Fuck you. Oh yeah, I I 100% agree. That should be a disqualifier. And my problem with guns also are the rifles that are capable of shooting, let's say 23, 29, 
51, 59 people at once. I don't think anybody should get to own that shit. Well, tell you what, Dave, if I ever come across a rifle that shoots on its own and kills 59 people, I'll let you know, but I haven't seen one of those. Oh, so you're one of those. It's not the gun, it's the person, people. So let's talk about that then. So if it's a mental health issue, let's use that blanket term. It's a mental sure. health issue. This person's crazy. It's it's a singular, isolated incident that just keeps fucking happening all the time. What are we doing about that? What are we doing about uh, getting people access to, to mental health care uh, besides telling them to fuck off? This country hasn't been taking care of mental health care since before all the mass shootings were going on. Uh, uh, mental health is one of those things that gets brought up after mass shootings and uh, it's just horrible, violent acts because it's a great talking issue, but nobody gives a shit, you know, about the mentally ill. I agree. It's not, it, it is exactly that. It's just an excuse to, to own your guns. Jim Jeffrey said it best. The best defense that you have are, to owning guns is I like my fucking guns. And they are, they're, they're a lot of fun to shoot. I don't disagree with that. Dude, my dad's a cop. I've been shooting crazy guns at the range when I was, since I was a little kid, they're a lot of fun. Yeah. But that's also in a very controlled setting, and I couldn't take it home with me. I couldn't go and buy one of those when I turned 18. Right, but like, who are the people doing all these shootings? It's the people that are crazy. They're, they are racist. They're out of their fucking minds. It's not like average Joe decides, you know what? I feel like taking target practice today down at the local mall. Let's, let, yeah, let's see if we can't uh, get ourselves a 20-kill streak. <laughs> well, if these are two separate issues. There are the mass shooting issues, the ones that everybody in the news talks about whenever it happens. Everybody's talking about gun violence. And then there's the everyday gun violence. The reality is how they measure mass shootings, like one way of saying it, is three or four, whatever it is. Three people are killed in one specific incident. That shit happens literally every single day in this country. So it's got to be something beyond just... Uh, mental health. And I'm, and I'm not blaming it on the guns either. I'm saying the guns are a huge part of it. Having access to guns, whether you're uh, a felon, a felon you, you've shown a history of violence, you've got mental illness, whatever, whatever it is. And, and I know that's a slippery slope. Yeah. Mental yeah. illness, that's a blanket term. Like you say you're, to your boss one day, I'm sad, and they fucking give you administrative leave. Uh, I know in my industry, if you say that shit, if, if if you go to a television executive and you say, you know what, I'm feeling pretty depressed lately. They say, why don't you take a week off, bud? I figure they're and just going to tell you then, to do more drugs. And then, <laughs> <laughs> Well, that too. Send you home with a bottle of whiskey here, but you'll feel better in a couple of days. Oh, no, they, they it's that's a separate topic. But let's say if that is goes on your record or somehow that is held against you, don't I? I'm not drawing the line there. I'm saying somebody that has shown that they that they act significantly differently than they normally would, maybe they shouldn't own a gun. Cool. Then make it two separate issues. But, like, don't put all the fucking crazy mentally ill people under the same blanket as responsible gun owners and just say, yeah, we, yeah, we need to... Uh, yeah, you limit access to weapons from everybody. I specifically am. The like I said, I, I know you are, but I'm I'm saying like separate the issues. So Ta tackle tackle one issue. Tackle the issue needs to be addressed. Not not uh, like the gun owners, like the guy in Texas who uh, saved his church from getting shot up to all hell. 
Like, don't don't go after that guy and his ability to own weapons. He's obviously proven that he can handle them. But you know, the like the kid that we had here uh, about what was it about a month ago? Perfectly normal kid. Um, no one ever thought he would do anything wrong. Walked into his school, shot like four or five people. Sorry, refresh my memory on this specific school shooting. When you say kid here, what, what school are you talking about? So uh, up in Santa Clarita. Oh, okay, right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and like he and here's the thing, like he went in with just like a pistol and I think uh, you know uh, I, I don't know maybe about 15 bullets total, and he ended up killing like three or four people. Right. But the issue isn't you know with the gun. Like the kid was obviously whacked out of his fucking gourd, and nobody nobody paid attention to him. Okay, so in that specific case, uh, maybe mental health, uh, if, if the whole country prioritized mental health the way that other countries do, let's say, well, I don't know, the greatest nation on earth, Canada, um, you, maybe that could have prevented it, maybe not. I'm not saying that's a blanket statement that's going to cover. Well, you guys statement. willingly live in negative 40 degrees in the winter for like eight months out of the year, so I don't know that. Maybe uh, that's the problem. The guns <laughs> just don't work in that weather. Like, have they tested it? Have you, have you ever experienced minus 40? You probably have living in Iowa. Yeah. Okay, but how about months on end? Yeah, no, that, but that's what I'm saying. You guys willingly choose to live in there. So, like, maybe that's not the best country to, you know, go for, uh, you know, mental stability. Because <laughs> we're already a little nutty. Yeah. <laughs> Riding around on your uh, your moose and uh, your snowmobiles. So Get how are store. we, the Valley yeah. Boys, getting drunk in Beverly Hills with our poor, poor, poor producer sitting in the corner he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to be on air he's a little shy that's cool and one of the uh executives sitting here on his laptop oh he is listening all right <laughs> <laughs> no these people are cool as shit it's weird being here it's weird having an audience we gotta say it's kind of fun also kind of awkward something to get used to yeah yeah it'll take a couple episodes and a lot more booze yeah next time we're totally getting an uber because i only had two drinks because i got to drive and I uh, didn't drive, so I just got fucking drunk, and it's awesome. Uh, yeah. Well, it's weird being drunk at this hour, though. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's completely it's weird, weird being I work. drunk. Dude, yeah. I work. I'm not you. I can't just wake up at noon and be like, why don't I have any money? Well, I could just drink. <laughs> I, Dave, if, sir, I'll have you know that I, I, I work for a living. Yeah, yeah, but you, 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 you work whenever you feel like. Sure. So you don't you don't have somebody crushing your soul and punching your dick. Wait, are you talking about your love life or your not my your work job? life? Oh, okay. No, dude, love life. I I'm not into that weird shit. I gotta say, I am the most vanilla person when it comes to anything sexual. I just like the basic, like 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 if we compare it to car washes, I get the cheapest thing. Yeah, just no. A, just a wash and a rinse, and off I go. No, no. If missionary sex were a person, it would look like you. Really? But I got, I got like a homemade tattoo. People think otherwise. They see that shit, and they're like, "Oh, have you been to jail?" I'm like, "Oh, is it that bad?" Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe missionary sex with a, uh, with a donkey punch at the end. I don't know. But <laughs> I don't know. I'm not into that weird shit. Uh, I had one girl. It's kind of weird. So I had one girl tell me that she wanted me to rape her. But it wasn't just like, I want you to take me against my will. She had like a whole fucking scenario painted out. Jesus Christ. Now here's. She give you a script to. Let me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let me start off by saying her profession. Okay. She was a police officer. 
Uh, I was going to guess hairdresser, but all right. Oh, God, yeah, right? <laughs> but she was, a, she was a police officer, and she wanted me to hide outside of the station that she worked at. <laughs> no, dude, it's bad. So she wanted me to hide outside, of, and then when she got to her car, she wanted me to fight her, beat her up at like, a police station. What, fisticuffs? Going fisticuffs. Oh, like we're God. Going back in time to the 1930s, and she wanted me to beat her up, put her in her the trunk of her car, Drive her car back to her house, drag her in, kicking and screaming, tired of the bed, fucking rape her one, and just jump out the window, leaving it open in the middle of January in Winnipeg. Like leaving her tied up to the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the window open, all that shit. And I was like, uh, no. And I had to sit and cry in the shower for two hours. And I told my dad, who's also a cop, and he laughed. And he's like, oh, dude, you got a lot to learn. A lot of women love that shit. <laughs> and then I told another friend of mine, and he's like, yeah, that's what they do. They're like, just. Fucking take her out to the cabin and pretend rape her one. I was like, nah, I, I can't do that. I'm not so, into that. So, so you didn't even have sex with her. You just no, cried. I was cried. done after that, dude. I Jesus, was done. and you still cried in the shower. Oh yeah, sat and cried in the shower for like two hours. Right, well, right no. out of hot water. Fuck. And where, where is she today? She's still with the police force. No idea. Maybe, maybe no she's idea. a hairdresser now. This was a long time ago. So this was going back like 15 years. This is before social media. So, like, what if you got arrested outside the police station? She ends up in the trunk and, like, freezes That's to what death. I was now you're in jail for attempted kidnapping and rape. <laughs> this whole thing's a setup. Because what if, what if I did that? Let's say if I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And then I follow through with it. And then we're at step two of her 10-step fantasy. And a cop says, hey, what the fuck are you doing? I go. Well, she asked me to. Uh, <laughs> funny story, officer. And then. They pull the duct tape off her mouth, and she goes, help. I'm fucked. That's it. That's it. I'm done. God. You know, fucking dad. Oh, he's going to get mad if I talk about it. But luckily, he's not going to listen to this. He doesn't even know what a podcast is. Okay, so you've been with a girl who yelled at you uh, or called the police because you called her a dumpster pig. She you, called 911. Yeah. Uh, you, you had a girl who was a police officer wanted you to tie up and rape her. And uh, hopefully nobody called 911 when you were doing all this shit. I didn't do any of that shit. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I just but... said, no, thank you. No, th- I'm going to go to church now for the first time. So have you ever just been on a date, like dinner in a movie or some shit? Or like do all your dates end with them like wanting you to hang them off a, you know, like a doorknob until they start choking and coming or something? No, I did. I It's, it's funny. I did date a normal human being. For the longest time I've ever been with somebody, five years. And that night, at Dick Rivers' stupid fucking bar. She asked you to choke her on the doorknob. No! Oh, sorry. Fucking asshole. That was the night she dumped me. (laughs) The night I was making fun of the soldiers because I was pissed off about not getting paid. Girlfriend of five years dumped me. Jesus Christ. Don't get me wrong, it wasn't because of that. Yeah, all all your stories seem to intertwine at some point. (laughs) That was the night. But yeah, five years. And she was a normal person, very well adjusted. She's a lawyer now. She was great. Way too good for me. But I will say this about her. As smart as she is, she was a double major. Like she, We dated from ages 21 to 27. Long time. Yeah. Uh, if the math doesn't add up, it's because it was a little bit over five years. So I had a late birthday, early birthday. You know what I mean? So 21, 27. Yeah. I introduced her to my dad. I say, uh, she's super smart. She's top of the class. The University of Manitoba. She's double major, all this shit. And my dad grabs me by the shoulder and he says, son, you can't be that smart. 
God. I think but the here's here's one thing about her though. Okay. I had a cat named Cupine back in those days. Shout out to Cupine, rest in peace. That was my little baby. Uh I used to blame my farts on that cat around that girl and got away with it for five years. Like you know when you're not you, but anybody else that's uh, had a normally healthy relationship they didn't have to pay for. You know that when you're sitting in a in a living room watching a movie or whatever, sometimes you got to fart. And this is before I was smoking. Now that I'm a smoker, people think I don't fart. Yeah, I do. I just do it outside every hour. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'd be sitting there watching a movie. I'd be like, God damn it, it hurt and started hurting. And I'd be like, maybe it won't smell. You know when it's going to be silent? You know when a fart's going to be silent? So I let a little fart out. As soon as she started reacting to it, I was like, oh, Cupine, the cat. She farted again. She's like, that was the cat? Oh. I'm like, yeah, she just she got the farts, man. God. And this, and ever since that night, dude, I got away with it for five years. We were at a pet store one time. And she brought it up to, to the person working. She's like, do you got any food that doesn't make a cat fart? And the guy's like, you got a farting cat? She's like, yeah. Like every time we're in the living room, things are quiet. It's been a couple hours. All of a sudden, a huge, gross man fart just happens. And it's the cat. And the guy's like looking at me. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? The, that, it's the cat that's farting? I was just like, yeah. trying not to laugh. I was like, yeah. Looking at him. Please don't rat on me. And she's like, yeah. It's the most disgusting farts. It's like this thing just eats pasta. <laughs> the guy is like, oh, really? Oh, yeah? Uh, sir, do you only eat pasta? I'm like, mm-hmm. don't look at me. Jesus. Please don't. And, and yeah. And, the, and the, he never he never ratted on me, but he fucking knew, and he was mad. He knew exactly what was up. He's like, you're, def- you're blaming your farts on this defenseless animal. And that went on for five years. And to this day, she doesn't know. Oh, God. Yeah, the closest thing I've had to a long-term relationship. So I was working at the mortuary at the time, and uh, this girl was working the front desk at the mortuary. And uh, I went. You stalked her. You 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 actually waited outside of her car, and you beat her up, and you tied her up. This is your long-term relationship. Okay, let me go with a different story. No, no, I (laughs) Jesus Christ, Dave, I I'm civilized, sir. So, I yeah, I asked her out and went and date and all that bullshit ended up at her place because i mean really like i I wanted to fuck that that was about it uh she was a little bit crazy and i deduced that by the fact that the morning after we fucked i go out and the tires on my hearse i was driving a hearse at that time uh two of the tires uh had uh stab marks in the side and so i had to get my car towed and she's like oh my god i can't believe what happened and so things were kind of weird for a few days and then i I get done with a workout one night. I decide ah, I'd like to get myself a little midnight delight, you know. So figure I'll go see the little lady. Uh. Stop by, and then uh, some dude answers the fucking door. He's all tatted up and looked like he just got from a Five Finger Death Punch concert. And I figure, oh well, fuck, hubby, hubby must have got it out of jail. And uh, so I had like a three month relationship in the span of about a week, and that one I didn't pay for. Interesting. I didn't know that. So you actually did. Go on a date with a girl. Yeah. Well, was, yeah, I was back in my 20s, and I didn't have any money, Weird. so I certainly couldn't pay for hookers. Weird. I didn't know any of that. 
I just thought you waited outside of women's cars that night and hoped they would be into that kind of thing. <laughs> well, I don't know, but I might give it a try now. Uh, okay, don't do that, Brandon. What? All right, we're going to move on to the next thing. All right. So we have a hypothetical. We forgot about that last week. An ongoing segment with us are your hypothetical questions. You send them to us. Tweet us. DM us. Put it on a note and a pigeon's leg will get it. And we will read out the good ones. And as always, the bad ones, we will block you. So our hypothetical this week comes from Jessica. She says, Dave and Brandon become homeless and have no family or resources. What do each of you do to survive? Well, because I'm a good friend, I'll uh, I'll piss on you to keep you warm at night. You're just going right for that shit. The stuff that you pay for. Well, we're talking about basic survival. We're homeless. We have to take care of the essentials first. So, like, I'm not going to let you go cold and freeze in the middle of the night. I'm, yeah, I'm You're just. You're just going to start pissing on me? Yeah. That's not funny because if you piss yourself, uh, like, if you're. If well, you're, technically, I would piss you, but go on. Just in general, piss. Yeah. Makes you wet, which makes you cold, which gives you hypothermia. That's how you die. So that's a form of murder, sir. And you know well, well know pardon that? me for trying to give a shit about you, Dave. You know how I know that back in the day? Uh, <laughs> Shut up, Brandon. No, so, go on. I'm listening. Was this, this back in Canada? Yeah. After you dumped the uh, chick of five years and you ended up in oh, a no, dumpster. Oh, no, no, no. She dumped me. <laughs> to, yeah, trying to, to rape a cop. obvious. Okay. Uh, and the cop thing was before her. But... There were these uh, comedians that I used to perform with. One of them I used to tour with. Another one, I'm fucking. I'm just gonna say his name, John MacArthur. He is the most fucked up person. He's he's okay. He's pretty funny, but off stage, this dude is a fucking nightmare. So you know about the zoo? We talked about that in the last oh, yeah. episode. The zoo in Winnipeg was a bar, a punk rock bar, where I used to host an open mic comedy night back in the day, and they let me have two microphones, one to speak into, and another one for the butts in case you need to fart. This is the kind of shit that I ran. And one guy, John John MacArthur, he would come out. He'd make his dad drive him because he had a DUI. And <laughs> this old man would just sit in the bar. And John would be fucking wasted. And he was funny as shit. Usually. One time at the zoo, dude bangs a hooker for free in the women's bathroom while they were doing crack. Just to paint the picture. Okay, well, you had crack, so it wasn't free. You make it sound like the dude was a stud with a 10-inch dick or something like that. Crack was free. Right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you get a woman anywhere with that, but. Anyways, this guy went on tour with um, another comedian that took me on my first tour, but instead of kissing ass and selling merch and whatever, the guy got super drunk, and when they were in the hotel room, he pulled his pants down and started pissing on him while he was sleeping, and the guy woke up getting pissed on, and this is here in the States, too. So they were in Canada, and they came to the States, and that happened. And, uh, and he woke up, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I'm just taking a piss. And so he's like, fuck this. So they all piled into the car, and they drove up to Winnipeg. They were, they were thinking about just leaving him there. But you can't really do that, because they were in, like, whatever, Grand Forks, North Dakota, which is just south of Winnipeg. Yeah. Uh, they couldn't leave him in a foreign country, so they drove him up to Winnipeg and just kicked him out of the car, smelled like piss. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, they were all very cold. Yeah. So yeah. if you're going to piss on me, you're going to make me very cold and probably kill me. Well, I'm sorry for trying to care, Dave. What, what's your grand uh, yeah, plan for us if we end up homeless? What, what are you going to do for us? So no family or resources. God. Well, number one, there won't be any us. Okay. I would I would go rogue. 
All right, well, then at that point, I'm pissing on you for sure. But then, fine, what are you doing on your own? Then after uh, you're walking down the street covering my piss, what are you doing? I don't know. See, I heard that... It, so Donald Trump is a great businessman, right? And they say all that shit, even though he was basically born a prince and had all these people around him, advisors. But Yeah, you're right. He did work hard. Anyhow. <laughs> let's say if you took his brain okay, and put it into a homeless guy's body. You'd get Dave Weasel? Oh, fuck no. No, no, no. I'm, this is outside of what I would do. Uh, that homeless person would eventually become a millionaire in a year. I kind of believe that. So I would try and think, okay, what would I do if I was Donald Trump and homeless? And? Well, I'd just go around sexually assaulting people. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Dave, you got a theme going here, buddy. Not a good one And then one I'd be arrested. Yeah. And then I'd go to prison. Okay. And once I'm in prison, that's when I build my empire. Because I would have these guys like uh, uh, Rudy Giuliani in there. These guys like Donald Trump in there. And I would be like, all right, we're all going to suck dick. <laughs> and we're going to figure out a way to get all of us out of here. And since they have the money and the resources, I'd be part of that. I'd be like, listen, guys. You don't want me getting out of here and talking about sucking dick. So I'm part of this escape plan, this this legal escape plan. So whatever you guys got, I'm part of too. Okay. And they'd be like, ah, oh, shit. It's a steel dossier all over again. All right. So and then I'd get out of prison, and then I would basically extort my way into not being homeless. I'd be like, okay, now I'm out of jail. By the way, if you really want to keep me silent... You got to give me some of that porn star money. 130 grand, please. I'd be like, well, that's a good one, right? And I'd be set for like another two years. Oh, well, in that case, if I ended up homeless, I would beat the shit out of you, take your 130 grand, and head down to the liquor store. No, it was after I got it. We should have thought of this ahead of time. This is what I came up with as I was talking. <laughs> sure. But that's what I would do. So your plan is to piss on me. My plan, a lot more elaborate and better. It ends with 130000 Your plan is to piss yeah. on me. Well, and then after you get rich, beat the shit out of you and take your money. Yeah, but how are you going to find me? I got 130000 I'm going to be partying in Beverly Hills every night. I'm going to be in helicopters every night. I'm going to be living in multi-million dollar mansions. With $130,000? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? You got one hundred thirty grand in the bank in this country, you can get credit for anything. They'll be like, here's an $8 million credit card. I'll be like, fuck yeah, it's America. Yeah. And then I would just be crippled with debt, which is far worse than being homeless. But I wouldn't be homeless. Fair enough. All right. So we're veering towards the end of this. Let's see. You guys are all happy about that? Brandon, what do you got for our... We got a twist on this. So last week we played California versus Florida, man. This week we got... California versus Canada versus Florida, man. Yeah, and that was so before I knew about, like, all the fucking rape and, uh, like, piss gangbangs that go on in Canada. Like, before I decided to include Canada into this it's, week. It's fantasy rape. It's not rape. Don't say it like that. <laughs> and, and, and it's by what? See, I wouldn't sell that person a gun, let alone have the government issue them one. Okay, well, the, the, this first story uh, hits oh, wait, on some... Wait, explain the rules, because not everybody listened last week. All right, fair enough. So, this one's simple. I'm going to read off three stories. It's either someone from California, Florida, or Canada. Could be man or woman. Again, we believe in equality. 
So, uh, going into and I have to guess which one it is. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ, you suck. I, gee, well, I, that goes without saying. For fuck's sake, you're the only one here. Anyhow, um, so this first story goes into something we were talking about a little bit earlier. A uh, person arrested after posting videos online of mass shooting practice. So basically, it was some psycho that was in a hotel room, and they had a gun, and as people were walking by, they were pointing the gun at him and, like, you know, aiming it on him. Jesus just, Christ. Yeah. Like, didn't didn't have any ammo, wasn't actually firing anything on anybody, but still, like, you're walking by, and you see somebody, you know, in 2020 at, out of a hotel room you with a gun pointed on you. Okay, I got a question. So how do they know it was mass shooting practice? Is that what they label the video as? No, this is after they arrested the guy and all that. That was just a headline. But so after they arrested the guy, and uh, that's you know whatever could be just the the way the news station. Hold on, sorry, it. just to clarify. So the guy was pointing the gun at people. Yeah. And videotaping it. Uh, he he wasn't taping it. He was just. Oh, okay. So he was he was just. Yeah, like but people were calling in saying, "Hey, some psychos like pointing a gun out of a you know hotel room." You My know, natural like, instinct is to eliminate Canada. Because mass shootings, what the fuck? That doesn't. We don't. All do right. That. Well, I'm gonna read but, the. I'm gonna read the other two stories first, and then uh, and then you'll tell me which story is which. Oh, so you're just gonna change the format as we go? Well, no. I mean, I have to do it this way. Other process of elimination. That's no fun. Oh, so you got one of each? Yes. That means if I guess the first two, okay, whatever. Read it. God. Okay. So this next story involves an individual who ended up naked on a uh, carousel at an airport. And when was... Jesus Christ, did you pass the third grade? Just fucking read it. I, I'm trying. Words are hard. So, anyhow... American education system, everyone. Yeah. So, dude was uh, fucked up on drugs and ended up commandeering like one of those... Uh, Luggage carts at the airport ended up like on the tarmac, commandeered one of the luggage carts, ended up naked riding around on the carousel before finally getting arrested by cops. And the best part was uh, he was being interviewed as uh, he's being taken away. And the reporter asked, is there anything you want to say about this incident? Asked the reporter, don't do crystal meth. Don't ruin your life, kids. That's a second story. All right. Now, the third one. Okay, so now the third one involved an individual who decided to walk into the Walmart, which is no surprise, and started uh, taking stuff off the shelves to make, like, homemade explosives within Walmart. Like, they're grabbing, the, like, the butane canisters, all that type of shit, and they were trying to make explosives to set off in Walmart, ended up with all manner of charges, including child endangerment, because they thought it'd be awesome to bring the kid along for for, for this particular ride. And uh, ended up getting arrested. Thankfully, nothing bad horribly happened. But uh, so those are your three stories for the week. So which one's which? Did the last one involve meth, sorry? Uh, not that last one. but okay. uh, But yeah, the second one did. I'm going to have to go with the first one. The mass shooting practice was Canada because he wasn't actually shooting anyone. I'm going to go with the second one. Uh, the story about the naked dude on the carousel as 
California because he wasn't shot. And the last one was Florida because Walmart. All right. Um, Pull your life together, Brandon. Did I get it right or wrong? No, no, you got it wrong. You suck. So the first one, uh, target practice. That was California, man. Okay. California right. man taking practice. Yeah. Now, the second one, the, the meth head on the carousel, that was actually Canadian man, but he was visiting Florida. So a little twist on that one, but it was Canada man. Okay, so if I had guessed Florida, no, it doesn't count. I'd have to, no, I'd have to get that because he's he's no, no, we're guessing Canadian, the, but he's in Florida. Yeah, but we're guessing the it's man. Like if I did it's Canada man. But if I did something here, if I whatever, you're still Canada man. Streak through Beverly Hills naked, I wouldn't be California man, even though I'm a California resident, California driver's license. I'm still Canada man. Well, no, that guy was. By the way, sorry everybody, but that's gonna happen. Jesus. One more of these martini glasses. Full of Canadian booze, and we're getting naked. All right. Well, well, that dude was just visiting. He he didn't live in Florida. He was just there for uh, apparently a hell of a weekend. It's still Florida, man. Yeah. When in Florida, you know the Dave, same. Dave, I'm sorry that you suck at life. And uh, but no, you uh, yeah, you did get the last one. It was a chick in Florida brought her kid to Walmart, started making explosives in the store, Jesus and trying Christ. to set him off. See, if she didn't set him off, that would be perfectly legal, right? She's just taking the as long as there's no Sudafed involved. I didn't know that. When you buy Sudafed in this country, you got to give your driver's license, and they scan it, and they keep a database of who's buying Sudafed. Yeah, well, you know, well, down in Florida, I think everyone has like five or six IDs. Anyhow, <laughs> it's just funny how you can you can buy guns, but you can't buy Sudafed without them keeping track of it. But whatever. Yeah. Whatever. All right. So we close. We good. We about a, a, at an hour. Right on. Okay, these guys are very quiet. These guys are very shy. Uh, but, yeah, okay, thanks for listening. We're the Valley Boys. As always, follow us on social media. Make sure you tell your friends about us. Now we're with a, with a network. We got a studio. We're going to sound a little bit better. Uh, as soon as Dave stops being sick. Again, I'm very sorry about Brandon, everybody. But uh, we're the Valley Boys. Peace out. See ya.